0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The liberal
1: government has introduced a $155 million senior strategy. The plan calls for 5,000 new long-term beds over four years, and hopefully another 30,000 in the next decade. The plan would also see the number of personal care hours for patients in long-term care boosted to an average of four hours. And it also promises to address elder abuse and give more protection to vulnerable seniors. Before we go further, we have to give kudos to CARP, because it was extremely successful in its advocacy for the high-dose flu vaccine for people over 65. The government will spend $17 million to pay for that as of the next flu season. Now, not surprisingly, all of this comes as we are heading into an election. And uh, frankly, I've been trying to crunch the numbers on this, and it is unclear to me anyway how much of this hinges on the Liberals getting re-elected. So right now on the line, I have NDP leader, Andrea Horvath. Hi, Andrea. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's
2: always great to uh, to have the chance, Libby. Nice to talk to you. Okay. So uh, give us your take. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. We had a budget a couple of months ago. We've had thro- a couple of thrown speeches from Kathleen Wynne. None of these things uh, were prioritized uh, when she had the chance to do so. So, you know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be surprised if families feel that they're going to get let down again by this uh, by this announcement. I mean, we've seen the the Wynne government, Kathleen Wynn letting people down for years now, and uh, I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be surprised if people are feeling you know pr- pretty um, cynical, frankly, and, and pretty concerned that they're going to get uh, let down once again by the Liberals, and that this is more about uh, where Kathleen is on uh, Kathleen Wynne is in the polls, more about her own political well-being than it is uh, the well. being well-being of seniors who have been you know, pretty much ignored for a number of years now by this government.
1: Have you been able to figure out how much money is actually being spent because most of the reports that i've seen say one fifty five but uh some of the the liberal press releases say five hundred million dollars uh so I'm kind of uh you know scratching my head and working with the calculator
2: yeah i mean we we really we can't figure it out and uh, i mean we we don't even see where they've um you know determined the cost for example of of some of the specific initiatives so this idea of four hours of Hands-on care or four hours of you know direct care in long-term care. This is a private members' bill that we had in the legislature just last week uh, for for the second or third time, and so uh, but they're not putting any dollar figure to that. In fact, you know it, it's worrisome. I get the sense that this is a yet another back of the napkin uh, you know Hail Mary pass, if you will. That's again more about the election, and so. Uh, it, not only do I don't know, w- do I not know where the numbers are coming from or what those numbers actually are? But we've seen this movie before, right? I mean, the government back in 2007, the Liberals promised that they were going to refurbish or, uh, or uh, you know, basically renovate, you know, 35,000 long-term care units. Well, just a year ago in 2016, 30,000 units were still waiting to be renovated. Now they're saying by 2025 they're going to renovate these units. I mean. They're empty promises, and they just disappoint people over and over again. Um,
1: Andrea, I'm just going to give the numbers out again. I'd like to hear from people if uh, they believe that this might solve the problems. Uh, People have loved ones in nursing homes. People are waiting to get into long-term care. When you can't get into long-term care, it backs up the whole system. Uh, I'd like to hear your take on it, people out there. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm on the line with Andrea Horvath. And, um, Andrea, um You know, assuming that some of these things do come to pass, uh, is, is this what needs to happen to fix all the problems in the system?
2: Well, I mean, there's no doubt that um, that there have been years and years and years where the system has been allowed to crumble um, after 14 years in power, right? We've, we've got a list now of over 32,000 seniors waiting for care. So the the local kind of regional st- uh, statistics are around 3,200, but in the Hamilton region anyways, that's where I'm from. But here in, uh, in Toronto, or rather across the province, there's 32,000 seniors who are were waiting to get into long-term care, that, um, that's a problem. So the building of new units is important. Uh, refurbishing old units that, um, that don't meet current standards is absolutely important. The idea of this four hours of, of um, hands-on care, that recommendation was made almost a decade ago. Uh, back in 2008 in a report that the, uh, that the government commissioned and yet for all these years um, nothing has been done to implement, uh, implement that uh, new standard. Well I know that's something uh, that people in the
1: industry really want and it's, it's also not clear to me if this is something that will be mandated or is this what um, the Premier has previously referred
2: to as a stretch goal. Well, I mean, this this is why this is why I don't blame people as, and seniors and their families, particularly if if they think they're going to get let down again by the government and by Kathleen Wynne. I mean, too many of these announcements come and go. Um, there's all kinds of fanfare, and then the changes don't occur. And yet, people, you know, there, I know that I so I meet people all the time, Libby, who are just at their wits' end uh, it, trying to get a decent quality of care for their loved ones in long-term care. There are people who are in long-term care. We've seen uh, examples where it, 18 hours go by and, and someone hasn't even been look, looked, at, looked in on once. Uh, in a day. People mi- miss their meals. They miss their sma- uh, snacks. They're not getting toileted uh, quickly enough, and so they end up, you know, in undignified uh, oh. situations for hours and hours on end. It's, it's not acceptable.
1: Okay. Um, Andrea, I'm going to take one call. Uh, I know you have a very tight schedule, but uh, let's hear from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill.
3: Hi, Miss Horwath. I couldn't agree more with you. Cynical, I would say, is uh, at least, and this is totally a stretch goal Uh, the Liberals, the promises, high speed rail out to London. It goes on and on and on. You know, if good intentions uh, made a better outcome, they would do it. But they just, they're out buying votes is what they're doing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. What's your situation? You're trying to get your mother into care.
3: Yeah, she's 91 years old. So I've got her going into various homes just for respite stays and and whatnot. But uh, she's on waiting lists and various things. And you know, it's a combination of she wants to go in, then she doesn't want to go in. But uh, my experience with having her in these, uh, actually it was True Davidson Acres, uh, it was a wonderful place. It's very good, what the service they gave the people. But uh, it, it could always be better. And for the Liberals to jump on this bandwagon at this stage, late hour in the game, I find it reprehensible.
1: Okay, Bill, thanks very much for that. Thank you. Okay, Andrea, what would you like to uh, leave us with on
2: this? Well, I mean, I, I think if there's one final thing I, I want to say is that the, what, what the seniors and their family members and loved ones need at this stage of the game is a premier that's actually going to take action on, on, on making aging in place and, and seniors care a priority, not just more campaign promises um, that are more about uh, the political well-being of the Liberals than, than they are about really making a difference in people's lives.
1: Okay. Andrea Horvath, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Take care, Libby. Okay, bye bye. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to some people in the long term care industry to get their take on this latest announcement uh, and on how far this might go to solving the problem. Uh, and if there's any issue with the timing, as always, we want to hear from you as well. The numbers to call before we go to break 416. 416- Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty and we'll be right back.
0: Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. We are talking about the senior strategy that the Liberal government announced yesterday, announced as a. $155 million strategy to boost long-term care, uh, increase access to dementia care, help protect vulnerable seniors, prevent elder abuse. Uh, and uh, obviously this is coming uh, close to an election time. I just got a clarification uh, from the Liberal government about some of these numbers. Where does this uh, $500 million that we saw come from and, and they said that uh, this plan will be boosted by the 500 million starting in 2018-19. So, to me, that says this uh, is contingent on them winning the next election. Uh, so uh, that's why I think 155 is probably a better number to go with. So we want to hear from you on what you think of this plan. Do you think it's going to help, especially if you have loved ones who are in or trying to get into long-term care? The number is 416-360-0740. And right now we are going to some stakeholders. We've got Candice Chartier, who is the CEO of the Ontario Long-Term Care Association, which represents for-profit homes, and Robert Morton, the interim CEO of Advantage Ontario, which represents nonprofit homes welcome thanks for joining us good afternoon hi, there. hi. uh candice let's start with you what what is your reaction to this announcement
4: I, I do have to start by saying we actually represent all homes not just for profit okay uh, but we uh we're we're really um we think the proposed investments are more than significant they're going to help every home in the province enhance their ability to care for An increasingly medically complex senior it's what we've been calling for and the government has delivered on our app Mm mm-hmm and uh, Robert
1: I gather your organization is a little worried about uh, the connection this might have to an election
5: oh of course Uh, this has to be more than just uh, an election promise the residents in our homes need more care today
1: yes Uh, so um, what would you like to see happen
5: Well, I'm certainly anxious to see uh, the final details. The government has mentioned phasing, uh, rolling out over time. So we'll need to work with government to figure out what that means and uh, how we plan to do this significant investment.
1: Uh huh. Uh, Candice, one of the big items in here is uh, the plan to. give people an average of four hours of care uh what does that mean An an average
4: well i think um i'm very happy that it's an average and not a minimum standard of care because quite honestly not every resident across the province needs the same level of care there are residents that that need two and a half hours of care there's some that might need six so it's very uh it's a very diverse sector and uh I'm actually glad to hear that they're phasing it in as well, because quite quite honestly, we need to figure out how we staff these homes and we need to ensure that there's a sense of uh, flexibility in these investments.
1: Robert, do you agree with that?
5: Absolutely. Average... Our residents aren't average. Uh, Everyone is different and unique. We need to build care plans that meet their individual needs. And the flexibility that comes with an average of four hours of care is uh, really what's needed.
1: Mm -hmm. But um, if it's not mandated, doesn't that mean that it's less likely to actually happen? Robert?
5: I'm have to remain optimistic that uh, the government and the two other parties in in the legislature uh, will move forward on this these uh, services are needed now it needs all party commitment this can't be a partisan issue it has to be an issue about uh, our vulnerable seniors
1: mhm uh, and candice um, the 5000 new beds uh, is that realistic in four years Do, does there have to be a lot of new building in order to accommodate that
4: uh, de- uh definitely i think it is this is the largest proposed infusion of long-term care beds that our sector has seen in a generation it's something we've been calling for and we're ecstatic we think that um with a a new streamlined uh process with uh redevelopment projects getting approved and and going through the ministry process that we can help expedite the rollout of these beds, starting with, uh, with those first 5,000.
1: hmm And um, what, just from your professional opinion, uh, what do you see as a, a timeline for them coming on stream?
4: Well, if we can streamline the process, which um, the ministry's already been um, piloting, then I honestly, you could, and I've been there, I've done it, you could have brand-new homes, Greenfield
1: homes done in the next two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert, is there kind of, is it a one-to-one ratio that um, every bed reduces the waiting list by, by one, or does, is that not quite the way it works?
5: It actually uh, works better than that because many people have their names on a number of lists so uh investing in these beds is really important and i would add to uh candace's comment that this injection of new beds really makes it possible for many redevelopment projects to go uh, to go forward Uh, as you find the right economies of scale our not-for-profit members are connected to their communities and see this as a wonderful opportunity to combine redevelopment with expansion.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, Candace how do you feel about that?
4: I agree. There's, there's already over 30% of the beds have applied for redevelopment. And in some of those instances, um, they're asking for more beds to make the project work, and uh, and we've already seen an announcement of some projects getting new beds, which has actually made the program that much more successful. So I know that a lot of members are saying, wow, if I get more beds, then this project's going to work.
1: Okay, and um, there's also uh, increased access to dementia care, and uh, would that affect you at all? Is that because you know I know that in long-term care homes there are kind of um, uh, certain sections that are devoted to dementia care, and that more and more patients are coming in with those issues.
4: Yeah, I I, I heard Andrea say that we haven't had any any staffing investments, but. I think what people don't realize is since 2011 when Behavior Supports Ontario was um, created by the government, we have been getting more staffing, specialized staffing in our homes year over year to um, specifically work with that population of uh, dementia and cognitive impairment. So there has been a consistent um, increase in the staffing in that sense and as well as um, the commitment in this year's budget to have in-home BSO teams in every home that that's in process now
1: okay uh, we have to start wrapping things up uh, Robert what would you like to leave us with uh, the key piece
5: that it is about a very different resident in our long-term care facilities who need, who have increasingly complex care needs. So not only do we need more staff, but we also need staff with greater skills, skills to deal with that complexity.
1: Okay, and Candice, what would you like to leave us with?
4: I'd just like to leave you with that the, the province's Aging with Confidence plan is just so very welcome. It's an update to the senior strategy that was introduced a couple of years earlier. And some of our biggest concerns that we've been encountering around lack of capacity, redevelopment and more staff is in this plan. And we are very, very um, happy, very excited. Are
1: are either of you concerned that uh, some of it uh, appears to be contingent on this government getting reelected?
5: As I said at the beginning, this can't be an election process. This requires all committee, all uh, party support and we need to move forward. These are vulnerable people.
1: And Candace, does yeah. that worry you?
4: Um, well, it really, it, it does a little bit, but honestly, a lot of the announcements, both Bob and I with our associations have been working very closely with government. So. You know, I was really optimistic when I, when I was building my budget submission because of the collaboration we've had along the way. So I think that a lot of these announcements, we've been moving those milestones. Um, so I, I'm really optimistic.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you to you both. Um, we are now going to switch gears.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.